Michelle McGuire and I'm Hazel Mullins and welcome to the Vet Space Ireland podcast. The aim of Vet Space Ireland is to entertain, inform, engage and inspire. Welcome to our Christmas episode. We are delighted to have you here. So this episode is a special panel of guests um, where we talk about our highs and lows of 2020 and our hopes and dreams for 2021 and a lot of festive fun in between. So we really, really hope that you enjoy this episode. Hi everyone, and welcome to the Vet Space podcast. And we are delighted tonight to have you all here and for our festive roundup edition of the Vet, Vet, Vet Space uh, Ireland podcast. So we are all looking very festive. If people could, could see us, um, we've got our um, little glasses on and our hats and everything so yeah and our Christmas jumpers but basically tonight is all and this podcast is going to be a little panel of different vets from around Ireland and it's going to be a little bit different than our normal podcast where we just interview three different people three different vets um, from all parts of Ireland and different industries so um, just to give us a little round of what 2020 has um, had us all installed for had yeah you know what happened in 2020 and um, so without further ado we'll we'll start so we'll introduce our first vet which is amy keenan and she is um a vet in newry so she, so hi amy how are you well how are things hazel well, hi amy how are we good good, good. You. you introduce yourself to the nation and give us a little roundup of your veterinary journey gosh well yeah well i'm just a recent grad from ucd in dublin there back in june and obviously it was a, a strange time second half of final year uh finishing it all online but made it over the line um i'm from tullamore in county offaly so i'm working up in Uri now so i'm from the flat Oglands to up the mountains but um loving it now i'm nearly there three months and i'm just working up there as a mixed vet and just learning the ropes essentially oh my God. that's um intense you've you've had an interesting 2020 so <laughs> yeah yeah very um michelle do you want to introduce our next guest yeah um next we have the famous and one of hazel's favorite people charles chavaz <laughs> hi charles <laughs> hi thanks um uh, michelle um yes uh French-sounding surname, uh, English-sounding accent, uh, born in Africa, but actually um, home is Kappa near Dungarvan in County Waterford. I qualified before any of you were even a twinkle, I think, in your father's eye. Um, and I, I'm a Glasgow graduate, um, and I spent two years in North Scotland, two years in North Wales, five years in Northern Ireland by accident. I also spent three years driving trucks around Africa in the middle of all that. And finally, I came home. And um, when I came home, I was quite exotic because I was a Glasgow graduate rather than a UCD graduate. Whereas now, in fairness, we have a huge eclectic mix of um, graduates here. And I was in mixed practice and I ended up by accident in industry and I've been working for Zoetis for the last 10 years. Very good. That's interesting. We have to get you on for a whole podcast some night. You know, <laughs> oh, I, I especially <laughs> want to know about the driving the truck. We'd have good crack. <laughs> yeah we'll have to wait for another another podcast for that i'd say um but uh and finally we have uh Jarlitzen, our tipperary slash 
Harry Vett. Um, so um, he has agreed to come on again as well tonight. And uh, he's our kind of mixed vet, um, you know, participant. Aren't you, Gerald? Tell us all about yourself. Um, can you hear me now? I can, yeah. Yeah, from Tip, a uh, place Ooh. called Money Gall, um, yeah. famous for Obama in 2011. So <laughs> that's my claim to fame. <laughs> um, I studied teaching first in Limerick. And then I decided to um, go to Budapest in, after that and gave six years in Budapest. Loved it. Came back and I was, I've been working in Kerry since. So I started off in Kenmare, gave three years in Kenmare with the... Um, Lovely Brendan. With Brendan Teton. And his practice, <laughs> his practice is called the local vet and it's kind of stuck since. They get a good laugh at home whenever they're ringing, they get the voicemail. <laughs> and I've changed practice I've changed practice recently to wrap more to uh, Sleeve Lucre with Don Murphy and formerly Noel Ryan as well and uh, I haven't changed the voicemail yet and I keep getting digs about it I should shortly <laughs> change it but yeah mixed practice enjoying it so far so good heading into me fourth spring now okay so yeah yeah I gave I gave four years in Limerick loved that too but just wasn't for me okay and did you ever um, do did you ever teach or... I did a bit of subbing for 12 months and I kind of the day I realised that um, teaching wasn't for me, I was teaching a second year class and I was helping someone at the top of the room. I did science like and um, I looked behind me and there was two two boys had climbed out the window unknown <laughs> to me and waving back in at me. So after that I said, probably not, probably not for me that job. So. Now it's just bullocks that move out the window to you, is it? Yeah, bullocks that move out the window. <laughs> they can get away with it, it's okay. Well, that's very excellent, excellent. So, Michelle, do you want to ask the first question of our panel discussion? Yeah. So, um, the first question we have is, give us one high of 2020 for you, Amy. What was one of your highs of 2020? Um, well, obviously, had you know, graduating from college and actually getting through was a big one. But really, a big high for me was back in January. Uh, which is almost a year ago now, but it's mad to think um, so long ago. But it was actually when I got, the, it was the day that we got the Navli results, options open for traveling. Like uh, my plan has always been to work at least two years here in Ireland and then perhaps go off. But I always wanted that opportunity. So I did all that extra study. And the day I got that results, um, I was like, oh my God, I'm over the hump now. Thank God. Because um, I had also at the same time just finished the tougher rotations in final year. So I kind of, it was kind of when I got to the tipping point and I said, right, we're just, you know, it's the home stretch. Hey, congratulations. Yeah, I never did. Yeah, I never did the Navler and thing. I didn't, um, yeah, I never went down that route because I think Nottingham, you need another exam on top mm. of it, I think. So I, I don't think Nottingham are, are part of that. So yeah, I was like, I just... Oh, I just there, there's enough, there's, there's plenty to be doing. It's been very exciting. Yeah. It's been yeah. very good. I, Tell us one of your lows of 2020. Well, it was the day that Leo Radker uh, shut the country down. Um, and it was more that it was the day that I realised, you know, we were sent home on the 12th of March. And we all said, see in two weeks, you know, all, it kind of disrupted some mm. of our rotations. But I only actually had three weeks left. Um, and that was in March. And we usually finish end of April. So I was going to be on leave for study anyway. But it was more the fact that I had gone home and thought, oh, I'll be back up in two weeks. And I never went back to Dublin. And there was many, lots of friends of mine that were American and from other countries. And I never said physically goodbye to them. So that was kind of the, 
the day that I realized that that was just not nice but it you know we were getting ready for that Mm. you know the end of May but it came so much quicker than we ever my heart really went out to all the students and it just it still does though because you're still like all the students are still affected by you know not being able to placement and everything and that was one of my favorite parts of being a vet student going out and meeting people and yeah so my heart goes out to you yeah highs and lows yeah so uh, Charles, what's your high of 2020? Um, well, just before I go to that, I mean, just to comment on Amy, I mean, I really do, my heart goes out to all of you know, younger people because to be honest, for someone like myself who's in a job, in a stable relationship, happily married with two, two, two teenage kids, it, it was a disruption. It was massive the way that you've experienced it. And uh, my son, Rory, started at UCD. He's actually enjoying it this first year, even though it's not like any of the first years that we experienced, you know, completely different, but because he never got all the sweets, if you understand me, he's never actually had all that. He doesn't actually, he's loving it, but mm-hmm. it's not like the first year you guys had. But funnily enough, you know, whereas Amy's low was that first, and I didn't enjoy um, um, Leo's speech, but actually my, one of my, my high for um, 2020 was the first lockdown, because what happened at home was the fact that my family, we all came home, we all you know, obviously we came back. So my, my, my children, we were all here together. My father lives on the farm. But then my brother who lived in Hong Kong, he bailed out of Hong Kong with his family. So that was four more came home and they lived in the lodge on the farm, okay? My brother, the other brother lives in um, Nairobi. He bailed out of Nairobi literally on the last flight and he rocked up, okay? So now you've got, <laughs> you basically got the whole of my family, um, all the cousins, we're all here now for the next 12 weeks. Plenty of space. We carry on university, secondary education, secondary education online. Don't recommend it. My daughter did not enjoy that. None of them enjoyed that. <laughs> but what we do is every we basically get on with work, and then every Saturday night we would get together in an old barn that we've recently done up, and one of the families would organise a bit of a you know a socially distant gathering of fourteen shavasas. <laughs> <laughs> and um, do you know when normally someone is being sensible because someone's got to drive you home at the end of the night? Well, here there were 14 oh. people and all you had to do was walk back up to the house. And my, my, the brother in Hong Kong, he, he collects wine and you can't store that in Hong Kong. So you store it with your elder brother mm-hmm. in Ireland. Mm-hmm. Well, what better occasion? And um, we put the world oh, to right frequently at three or four in the morning. It was, I mean, <laughs> I had to get, I mean, Claire and I would wake up in the mornings on Sunday mornings and vicious hangovers. We hadn't had hangovers for years. I know this is, I know I'm the older one here, but I mean, like, I hadn't had to put up with hangovers. But so the first lockdown was actually a high. But, <laughs> a massive Shabbat party. I would lockdown. have loved to have been at your lockdown. because Oh, no, it was, it was. Oh, no, we were, See, Michelle. we were very... We were very lucky. And I mean, that's why I listened to Amy's story and I just think, ah, oh, cheap as hang on. I had it made mm. in fairness. I understand for, 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 for those of you who are single, just getting out into the world, just starting new jobs, it's so much more challenging. Um, so I had it easy. But the second lockdown was my love because on the first day of the second lockdown, what had happened was everyone had bailed out. So everyone had now gone off and got jobs. Like one of the, um, my uh, nephews has gone and got his first job, which he started in July. And he's still in, in London working for Vodafone and he still hasn't met any of his colleagues. It's all been like we're doing this, which mm-hmm. I find that mind, mind blowing. Imagine doing a job where you don't actually, you never met your colleagues in, in, the, in the flesh. But everyone had bailed out apart from um, Claire and myself and my father. And on the first day of lockdown, my father, unfortunately, who's in his 80s, had a significant fall. 
landed on his left hip, didn't break it amazingly. But all of a sudden, we're now looking after him. And the second time around, it just, there wasn't a crack there. And I'm afraid the party's <laughs> over. The party was definitely over. Um, and um, I just, you know, I think, you know, lockdown fatigue and we've all faced it. Um, and so, yeah, so it wasn't, that wasn't as much fun. Um, but um, so one lockdown was good. The second mm. one wasn't as much fun, even though it was shorter. But um, see, Michelle, so now my... you understand why Charles is one of my favorite people. Not <laughs> <laughs> sure how to take any of that. <laughs> you look, you look, are you looking married? The right <laughs> Too late, Charles. <laughs> I honestly, I was telling Michelle that, like, I feel like Charles's life is like an episode of The Crown. Like, it's just. <laughs> Like you know, now, stalking in the in the in the the fields of Waterford, looking for the stag, and you know, and <laughs> in danger here of possibly breaking some of the rules. But sorry, the crown is about a dysfunctional family, <laughs> and you know, I mean, having just watched the last most recent episode of the yeah. last series, it's definitely dysfunctional that family. Sorry, maybe it's more down to Abby then. My my family honestly is more functional than that one. I, oh, good. We luckily haven't got the divorces and all the rest of it either, so we're very fortunate. Mind you, one thing we have to, got a slightly in common is that we're all late entrants to marriage. I was almost 38 when I got married. So, um, There's still hope for us, Michelle. Jesus, I'm pushing it though. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm very much on the line. <laughs> hang in there, hang in there. It's worth Start waiting for it. It's worth waiting for <laughs> Uh, Do it once to get the right one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, Charles, tell us your highs and lows of 2020. Start with your high. My high was probably uh, my um, cruciate and catalytic and four months from October, November, December. Sit home, doing little. <laughs> so it was kind of that was my lockdown, and um, it was great getting back to work. Just that day, it was great to get back out and about and just get on with things mm-hmm. and have a bit of purpose. Low was probably not getting into houses for tea after doing tests or cabinet cold because of COVID restrictions. That's probably my law. First of all, probably. Lows, isn't it, though? Pardon? That's a lot of lows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I Compared to Amy there, I wouldn't think it had much of an effect on me as it would on her. Like last year in college, we all know it's the last six months is always the best, isn't it? So, feel a bit sorry for you, Amy. All right, <laughs> make up first. Um, and uh, Jarlett, like, um, the so you're you were back to work after your cruciate, and yeah, like, was there any you know after effects of that kind of you know going around doing sections or running up no, and down crushes? Or, no, most things were fine, it's just just a bit of a wake up call, take your time doing jobs. No, I did get hit in the head yesterday. So it's kind of um, some days you're thinking you're real health and safety conscious the next or not. But um, is this a story time? Maybe how did you? No, be another time. Let's go. Okay. Time. Uh, <laughs> it'll probably be embarrassing. Oh, let's side down. You know. Um, oh, okay. No, just take your time. That was to do with your job, or was it? Yeah, yeah. yeah I got a kick. A kick from home, oh so, my god! Okay. And um, yeah, just. Just one of those things, hard luck, wrong place at the wrong time, that's yeah. all. So, it's fine. We've fine now, all, all better for now. 
Yeah. Yeah. Have any in- injury yet, Amy, from being out and about? Uh, touch wood, no, nothing yet. But Good. Um, I, keep it that I'm, way. I'm trying to keep vigilant. Yeah, I do. It's uh, it's dangerous. You're trying to do everything and impress farmers and not show weakness and things, and then, you know, we just have to take a step back and just have a look around and yeah, make sure you know what you're doing. But um, now, so our next question is a bit more festive. Oh no, it's the no, it's the um, the quest. The next question I have for the panel is: if you were to go back and tell your vet student self, and I know Amy, that wasn't too long ago, one piece of advice, what would it be? So Amy, go fire away there. Now, I don't want to sound irresponsible, but <laughs> my biggest thing is, uh, look, I, I used to get very, I used to fret a lot because I'd have classmates who were able to learn reams of lecture, kind of learn enough. And I did okay in exams, like overall, but like I wasn't one that I had a photographic mem- memory or anything like that. But I, my, my advice to myself is kind of, kind of what I did, but just try not to fret. Enjoy the time that you have with your classmates because then you'll, you know, once you finish, you'll be all gone. And just, just learn enough to pass the exams. Just, you know, study, study smart. <laughs> study smart, yeah. You'll never regret not going out. You'll never yeah. regret going out. You'll regret not going out. I should have gone out more in college, actually. It was more, I, to be honest, it wasn't even the nights out. It was um, the several hours spent in the common room and uh, the cafe that weren't spent in the library. <laughs> 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 but my friends yeah. and I, we, we often think back and we said, you know, we'd, we'd be sitting there and we'd go, God, we really should maybe get a move on, get something done. And now we look back and go, oh, all the days we spent in the, in the cafe and no regrets. We're all, we're all, you know, through the gap now. So and why are people for it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, many wise words over a cup of tea or a cup of coffee. The best, isn't it? And Charles, what would you say to your vet student self back in Glasgow and all those years ago? 1950, <laughs> was it? <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I wasn't even born when Wardford last won the hurling, just to get that line in. Oh. So it's a long time. It's a long time ago. But um, no, I was going to add to Amy's thing. Time spent at the bar is never wasted. That's my line normally. If you go to a conference, you know, actually the time talking to colleagues at the bar is essential. Now, that's got nothing to do with being a student because she will just whatever. But my one would have was, was, I was thinking more about seeing practice. I wish I'd spent more time seeing more different, types of practice. I always had this notion I was going to be a large animal vet and as a result gravitated to that sort of practice and I wish I'd spent more time looking at equine, looking at um, all animal, companion animal, which I think nowadays in fairness they guide you more with this whereas before it was very much we were sort of left to our own, uh, own devices but also don't just go to Ireland, don't just go to the UK, go to France, go to the continent Jeepers, if you get the chance to go into the States, go to the States now I appreciate right at the moment that's all very challenging but I just I regret that I didn't have a bigger all-around picture when I started out. I really had gone down the you know, mixed vet, very much large animal. And one of the most pleasant surprises I had when I went out into the, when I went to north of Scotland, which was two hours north of Inverness. There's not a lot of Scotland mm-hmm. left up there. But when I got up there, I was doing the companion animal stuff, and I really enjoyed doing all the dog and cat stuff in the surgery. That was the most pleasant surprise I had after six months in practice was how much I enjoyed doing small animal work, doing small animal surgery, that was a complete surprise to me. And I wish I'd sort of had a more better look at the whole profession before I'd sort of made up my mind when I started. I'm going to be a farm animal vet. That's what I'm mm-hmm. going to do. Whereas 
it's very different as you go out there you know yeah it's a good point i think charles like it's it's you can get tunnel vision can't you and you can you can go down a certain route but i don't know like in when i was in uni anyway you had to do you had to do a certain number of all different species but you could def like you could definitely go and just pick a lot of large animal or a lot of mixed practice so, we were meant to do yeah. we were meant to do that too but i know that i mm. sort of slightly always twisted it so that i ended up by doing the large <laughs> animal stuff and that was not that wasn't clever you know i mean in, in hindsight yeah. it would have been better if i'd had a had a, a had a broader look at it but yeah. hey you know um and you just don't know where you're going to end up because i mean certainly where i'm sitting now i never well i was gonna i am always envisaged i'd be back here at uh, kappa but i never envisaged i'd be working for industry that was a complete part of the blues can't and these things so um which is why if you had a good look around earlier on you're probably better prepared when it um, when the opportunities come along you know very good good advice yes jarlett what what would you say to your vet student self over yeah, in budapest I'd, yeah i'd agree i'd agree with charles i've involved in budapest all guns blazing i was only doing large animal like i dodge small animal anywhere possible i fall asleep I'd look behind me and kind of when I came out and started working I realized I actually enjoyed quite a lot didn't think I would and um so like Charles I definitely keep an open mind definitely keep an open mind and the biggest thing as well is surgery pay, pay good attention in surgery you know get your stitching right just pick away at that and even when you're out and out seeing practical work in the summer and that just be tuned in all the time for that sort of stuff so other than that then just enjoy it don't like amy said don't worry about don't worry about grades c's get degrees as they say around us so like you know just enjoy it take in as much as you can and like just you know you can you can be good at a nice playing level for everything instead of being what you know good at one or two things just kind of get a good broad spectrum that'd be my advice if i had my time back i probably would do i, I totally agree with charles definitely there and don't be afraid to go far and stuff like that. I was a bit older when I graduated, so I kind of missed the boat and that, I felt. But um, definitely would. I'd love to have gone off somewhere and worked for 12 months somewhere or something like that. Mm. I said, and you probably weren't like too old to go and do it, but I think, you know, yeah. after being six years in college, sometimes you can yeah. be like, oh, I just need to settle down now and get the job yeah, and get the money. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, saw, I saw like a meme thing online the other day and it was something like, it was said, if I start that degree now... I'll be 40 when it finishes or if I start if I do that travel plan now I'll be 40 when I'm done and the, the answer was whether you do it or you don't you'll still be 40 in that amount of years yeah. <laughs> which yeah. is like exactly. so wise when I was younger I planned my whole life going oh my god I'll be 25 when that happens I'll be 28 when that yeah. happens if I do that I'll be 30 like just futile you know so you've still yeah. plenty of time Charlotte to head off true true yeah yeah Donald will miss you though I'd say Will you pay my bank loans? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Vets Face Ireland, uh, yeah. loaning to the nation. <laughs> um, right, lovely. that was very good. Um, very good advice. Wise advice there. I've actually written some tidbits down. I feel like we're going to have some of our own memes out of this. Mm. But um, question three is, what is the ideal Christmas present for a vet? do you think, in your opinion, Amy? I've gotten myself these like very thick insulating socks recently. And I know it's very basic, <laughs> but when you're standing in your wellies and um, January, February, they're the best 
eight pounds a head on a pair of socks <laughs> <laughs> or a nice like a nice fleece but definitely a nice a nice thick fleece or you know or vet space house oh a vet space house yeah <laughs> <laughs> fleece line yes shameless no the socks I know <laughs> shameless um the um the socks are a great idea the neoprene the neoprene line wellies are also a must alongside the socks I would add (laughs) Charles what would you say is a good Christmas gift for a vet well I was actually going to blow the budget completely I mean I was thinking that I I thought someone was going to say they wanted a new um, x-ray machine or scanner but what I would like okay and in fairness I'm sort of going to get it in a roundabout way is I would like the equipment needed to measure the environment inside calf houses because as Hazel knows, I'm pretty passionate. Well, actually, as Pella Charlotte knows as well, I'm quite passionate about this. But the good news is uh, John Donlan at UCD is doing a PhD on this and he's actually going to start measuring what's happening inside calf houses versus what's happening outside. I know this is all slightly academic, but it's got a huge practical application because a lot of the advice we give at the moment isn't, you know, there isn't any science behind it and he's going to provide that. So I want you basically to buy me the gear to do that or better still get John to go and do the work and get him to tell us about it. So I just feel that that work that's going to be done now over this year, next couple of years is really going to be useful for large animal vets in, uh, in, in practice. Mm. So um, it's a big Christmas present. I grant you. Is it like a little weather station within the, yeah, we've got weather stations both inside the building to measure, you know, you know, air movement, air temperature, humidity and all the rest of it, as well as outside so that we can see how well the structure is actually protecting the car from the environment. And he's also measuring gas concentrations as well. So there's a whole lot of gizmos. So um, I said I blow the budget here, you know, um, but it will give us more you know it's it's the academic bit that needs to be done so that we can actually get the practical stuff that we can mm-hmm. apply on the farms because at the moment we're doing it slightly on there we think this is the right thing to do and we know that this improves it but this is going to give us some, um you know we'll get us further down that track yeah. sorry does your wife bit... know about this charles that this is your... <laughs> <laughs> yeah she does know i rabbit on about it a bit you know so um no she's sort of she's sort of used to it um, are you going to get a little jumper and a barometer in your um, <laughs> no, I mean the, the warm clothing. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a passionate sailor, so in fairness, I do relate to the warm clothing um, mm. from that perspective. And I do, you know, the thing I had was those, you know, those blue um, bomber sockets. You, you put them on over, you know, they're, they're warm for your feet. But the great thing about them is they make sure your socks don't come off when you're wearing wellies. You know, when your socks come oh, off yes. and they're at the, the front of thing. Right, those blue sockets stop that completely, and um, and they keep your feet warm. There's nothing as bad as being betrayed by a sock in a wedding. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes you know the sock that's going to cause the betrayal, but you go ahead and put it on anyway. Throw, throw it away, throw it away, just forget <laughs> yeah. about it. Yeah. Or, or, or find those, you know, Barma sockets, you find those, you won't ever, it doesn't matter. Even the best socks that come off will stay on for you. So Michelle, there you go. Thanks. <laughs> Right, Jarlis, hit us with your um, Christmas gift idea for a vet. I have a few. Well, number one is to convince every farmer, well, every stock farmer in Ireland to disbud calves in the first few weeks of life. Here, here. You know, yes. like, yes. like sculling, deharning. Look, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. I love cleaning cattle up, but it's a horrible job. I enjoy it for like the first three, but then when there's, oh, I have six more coming up the back. One horn here and one <laughs> horn there, and 
a bad crush gate. Maybe new crush gates for all the farmers as well. But a lot of good ones mm. around, but you know, for the few that you just dread going there. And yeah. um, so we'll keep it veterinary orientated, convincing mm. farmers the, um, <laughs> the benefits to vaccinations. Is, is, is another one like you know and I come in and have calves coughing can I have a bottle of stuff you know it's kind of like god every sure day we'll be back next week you know it's kind of like just vaccinations here we'll sell them as Charles knows you know yeah. your so, mouth come on can I we're on jumping on the vaccine can I just come back to the, the calves and the debutting calves because I'm completely with you Amy, when I worked up in the north, we used to, you know, as practitioners, we used to frequently disbud calves. Are you still being asked to disbud calves up there, or is it a lay job? It's passed off to other people. Oh no, we would just do the odd dehorning and things. I haven't haven't heard anyone, any of the other vets, uh, doing that. No, because we used to. I mean, I suppose it was partly because of the fact that we used to do these more routine visits. You know, it's not like the block carving that a lot of the farmers in County Waterford be. But we used to frequently just, you know, be on the farm and they'd ask you to do 10. And I used to love it, Charles. Every time yeah. animal that was going to be dehorned in the, you know, you could guarantee it wasn't happened. Because I'm like you, just disbud your cars, mm. please, because I do not want to dehorn them. We, no. we've, we've started down here, like, we kind of use a thing called knockdown disbudding now. So it's kind of a xylazine, all the cars fall asleep. It's quick, effortless, no stress in the calves. And I seen um, the move it, Emro come all like shot a metacam after it too. Like, you know, yeah. calf picks up straight away. You're, you know, one thing isn't leading to another. You're not going to get a bout of coccidiosis or pneumonia a week later. So that's, that's one wish I'd love to have now happen this year. It could be great. So make it work. We'll light a few candles. And, uh, Charles. We're, we're all, you're, you're preaching to the converted here, like with all of us. But yeah. Uh, but yeah. I've been wishing for that, and Santa hasn't delivered. I've been wishing oh. for that for a long time, longer than you've been around. Yeah, and it hasn't happened yet. But please, if we all wish for it, maybe it'll happen. I mean, yeah. uh, but um, the calves would thank us for it too. Yeah, and I body always... warmers. The last oh. thing is body warmers. They're most important. Body warmer. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I was just going to say with the dehorning, my uh, I, uh, when I'm out TB testing, I can see them come up the crush, and I'm like, I don't say anything. <laughs> And then the farmers are like, oh, there's a couple of heifers there to dehorn, maybe. And I'm like, oh, it's too hot. Too hot at the moment. Or it's too cold. It's November. It's too cold at the moment. And it's never the right time. So that's my... But uh, no, I do a couple. But generally, I would... Uh, yeah, when it goes over three, I, my, my, my soul starts to die a little bit. Yeah, um, it's not a nice job. They are good wishes there, Charlotte. Excellent. Um, I suppose my next question for everyone is what are you all looking forward to in 2021? Hopefully it'll be a different year to this year and going back towards more normality. But uh, Amy, what are your kind of wishes and, and what are you looking forward to for 2021? Um, I suppose starting off veterinary wise, uh, just coming into my own a bit more. Um, even I'm just just shy three months now uh, working here and the difference it's made in the last 11 weeks that I've been here has been unreal I was really like a baby bird the first couple couple of weeks <laughs> yeah. but they've been really they've been very nice and kind and very supportive but I did after I did my first weekend on call like first on call I really like dealing with the stress of it you know 
I always have my bosses and the other vets to ring if I am in a pinch, but I even find now I'm able to kind of troubleshoot a bit more myself and kind of figure things out and not panic. Um, and I'm really looking forward to, um, you know, getting a few sections and um, bit space under my belt. They're kind of my, my goals of what I'd like to. I, I am enjoying the surgery, but I also enjoy, say, the medical cases and things like that. But just the, the surgery is all the exciting stuff at the moment for me. So that's kind of for me. And anything, anything in the non-veterinary world that you're looking forward to? Um, yeah, well, since I've started working, uh, I haven't seen a single person from <laughs> college. Um, well, actually, that, I tell a lie because we have another new grad started with us a, a month after I started. And she was from, she, from more and she's um, in, it was in my year in college. So I was ecstatic to see her that I haven't seen college in so long and it was so so nice so I'm just excited for the time that we because I suppose when we finished when we thought we were finishing college we said oh we'll make the effort to whatever weekends we're free we'll try meet up all this you know because you know I've had other new grads tell me you know you know try keep in contact because it's amazing how busy you get and you just kind of drift apart or just just don't see each other Mm. so and I'm a big I, I like I think the best gift you can give someone is your time like I love quality time with people so I was there like oh I can't wait I just can't wait to you know I'm just gonna squeeze as soon as it's socially acceptable it's safe I'm just gonna squeeze the life out of my all my friends like they know I'm desperately missing them so I know. that's kind of the thing I'm most looking forward to and I was meant to kind of um as kind of a post finishing college I was meant to go into railing this summer but obviously it didn't happen so eventually when we can travel and it's safe again I'm, I'm looking forward to going abroad and just you know going I haven't been on a holiday in a long time I know we <laughs> all need a holiday out, I think just, just but a, you, a warm beach would be lovely but no I think uh, I'm, I was watching your travels around Ireland you know during the summer when we could travel and you have like a real sense of adventure you just like you know your Instagram is like full of uh-huh. like you know, just you being in happy poses and all your friends and, you know, surfing or whatever. And it's, it's great to see like vets getting out there and, and experiencing like, especially what our island has to offer as well. So it was really nice. And it was, it was a little travel guide actually for, for me anyway, to see you in all these places. It was, it was lovely with your friends, like when we could, uh, for that little gap in the summer where we, where we had a little bit of freedom. Yeah. that was definitely the little reprieve we all needed mm-hmm. I think just uh, the few of us said look while it's safe we'll do we were uh, and we were in Clare for yeah. almost a week as well and that part of the country in the summertime mm-hmm. there was no one so you know we really had the place to ourselves and you know we just kept our own yeah. little pod and things but just enjoying um Ireland's you know we would have probably went on a foreign holiday and had a good mm-hmm. time there but we actually had so much fun in Ireland and Charles, what are you looking forward to in 2021? Sailing to the Scilly Islands. Um, we love sailing. Or at least, sorry, let me rephrase that. Claire, my wife and our daughter love it. My son actually isn't a sailor. But um, I'm looking forward to basically, and we sail a lot in West Cork um, and have in the past. And, you know, like Amy, just love being in Ireland, you know, and we do have, it's fantastic. And, and this summer we had a great time down there. But um, hoping to go down to the Scillies. It's somewhere I've always wanted to go to. You know, it's just 100 miles due south of here. um great weather uh well they they seem to get great weather down there um but it's an interesting place to sail to i'm just looking forward to spending time um on the boat sailing and it's just a great way of getting away because once you're at sea all you're worrying about is where the wind is coming from whether you're where the food is coming from all that you're just worrying about that stuff communication goes out the window it doesn't all the, the, the hassle of everyday life 
ends. All you've got to worry about is the wind blowing, is it raining, is it sunny, all that stuff. Just love it. Sounds love idyllic. It. And that's, oh. that's what... Um, that's what I'm looking forward to. It's a, I have I have friends from Cornwall and they 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 get the little plane over to the Silly Islands and and they said it's absolutely stunning over there and some of them sail over there as well. But from like you know is it is it Saint Ives kind of that well somewhere near yeah. there they 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 sail from yes it's um it's on my list to visit someday. Travel look next year still mm. looks challenging. You know I mean so you know it's not like expect to be bound hence the boat is a solution. <laughs> Guys, we should all get boats. This is what we should do. Come boat people. <laughs> Don't worry about the mortgages. Let's just buy it. Uh, my hope is um, I'd love to get a farm, rent a farm and get my herd number. Mm. I know you think you're wrong cattle all day. You'd want to be getting away from it. But I um, grew up in a farm. Don't know anything else, to be honest with you. And normally just something to do at weekends, something small. Not going to go into mass production or anything, no, probably. So that would be my hope. And, uh, mm-hmm. and um, have that farm that's all, that really. But the farm would be the big one. Or in Kerry? No, I'll try and get one in oh. Kerry down here. So, but trickier, trickier find than, than I thought. But um, something small to do. We'll, we'll stay digging away. Maybe me and you but, could uh, start a Dexter herd. No, you can keep them. Right. <laughs> I couldn't look at them. No, no. I just couldn't. I think no. they're just, so cute. They're cute, oh, yeah, to look at. But so I did a section on one there in my first week here in Ratmore, and um, like I didn't let her out with a crush because I did her on the right hand side, and someone asked me why I did why I did her on the right hand side. I said because she was trying to kick us from the start. I said there was no way we were letting her out because we mightn't get her back in again. So yeah, yeah a bit cross for my rugby liking, tackler, eh? no. Yeah, well, you can try that. Let me know how you get on. <laughs> Set of horns, too. Yeah, I saw one the other day and I literally fell in love and I was like, oh, I'm a Dexter. Um, yeah. But then everyone on my Instagram was like, don't get them, they're evil. Don't yeah. get them. I, I was like, okay. <laughs> great mothers, like great mothers. Yeah, but yeah. it's just, oh, no. And what kind of cattle Definitely. would you have, do you think, Charlie? Would you go like, kind of. I'd probably go a suckler cow wood. I'd probably oh. go a limousine, probably, if I could, yeah. Oh, That'd be my favourite. But then again, it might never happen. Pipe dream. Keep those dreams, though. Like, yeah. yeah. I, I have a feeling if we're talking to you next year, you'll be like, oh, sorry, I have to go feed, the, yeah, feed up my be, pedigree limousine be. herd. Yeah. Where there's well, a will, there's a way. I'd probably, I'd probably oh, go commercial. Commercial, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't be that fussy, now. <laughs> That's about it now. Lovely. Um, oh, God, lovely. So um, I think the idea of this podcast was just to... I suppose just see what everyone is thinking and how everyone's year has been and you know different people have different worries and concerns and also have different hopes and dreams and everything so it's just I can't I think um, it's been good crack and I hope you've all enjoyed it and and um, thank you so much for coming on and uh, we do have a, um, a quick fire round because we always have a quick fire round so we we did um, about four four questions each two. okay for Charlotte, are you ready for your quick fire round? You've actually answered one of these questions already, but sure, anyway. Oh, have I? <laughs> um, okay. Tip or Kilkenny? Tip or Kerry? Jesus. Tip or Kerry? Yeah. Uh, it's a tricky one. I, I know. Tip, I, love, I love going home. The, everything I love about Tip. Um, <laughs> romance, I suppose, has kept me in Kerry. That's the biggest Ooh. thing, so... 
Oh, Carrie stole your heart. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, for for the minute. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Let's see how she behaves. Is that fair enough? Oh. <laughs> she buys me a farm. Or if she puts me, up with you, is it? If she buys me a farm, I'll probably stay forever. Oh, sure, so, like, win win for her, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I regret next... saying that now, won't I? Yeah. Probably. Yeah, <laughs> we know the next answer, don't we? But look, next ask away. The question was because uh, we knew you were a suckler man, was Charlotte or, or Limousine? But you've already answered that. I'd probably pick Limousine, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, so when it comes to Christmas, are you Santa Claus or the Grinch? For the night that's in it, I'm probably the Grinch. I'm not a big Christmas man, no. Uh, okay. Kind of big, big family at home, kind of, and it was kind of, yeah, so, yeah. Just, just wouldn't be a big Christmas person, no. I'd like it. I like everything about it, but wouldn't be too fun the decorations. I wouldn't go put them up around the house now or anything. <laughs> I, even, I, came, I, I came home one evening and Mary had the decorations up and I didn't notice and it took about half an hour for us kind of a cough from her. Have you noticed anything? So I don't know how to just go over my head. I don't really know. So You better get more um, perceptive <laughs> if you want me. Yeah, should do, should do. Yeah, should do. Yeah. And yeah. the final one for you, Jarlath, is... If you were to choose one person to be the president, would it be Donald, Donald. Murphy or Connor Melvin? Oh, Connor Melvin, all day long, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no question. Melvin. Yeah, 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 Connor Melvin, yeah, definitely Connor, yeah. Make sure he gets tagged in this now. He loved that. <laughs> he loved that. Email. Can, can you explain further? Can I explain further? <laughs> Look, people who know Connor will know. You'll know his. You know Connor, don't you? I've met him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you'd have over a good time a, with Connor. Not over a vasectomy. Yeah, you'd have a good time with Connor. Not saying you wouldn't have a good time with Donald, no, or anything, but yeah. uh, you'd be working with Donald. With Connor, you'd probably be dodging it all the way as possible. So the country would be would be yeah. flying it. Would be. I think uh, Connor has Connor has a great way of. Um, he's a great approach to work. What was it? I think it was the three Ds: dictate, delegate, and disappear. That's how Connor used to work. <laughs> so. I don't know who he learned that off. I think he learned that off Gary Gallagher, a vet there in Ross Gray, he used to work with and Alan Dunn. I think he learned it from there. But Connor, yeah, Connor be my president, yeah. Very good. Anyway. <laughs> oh, well done. Over to so, you, um, Hazel and Charles. Charles. So Moe or Bollinger? Oh yeah, oh don't <laughs> um don't mm, probably Bollinger. Yeah. On the boat. Yes, well, yes, yeah, no, it's okay. Lovely. We do have a fridge on it. On this boat, we happen to have a fridge because, you no know, warm champagne doesn't work, sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> um, intranasal or intramuscular? Ah, jeepers, come on, lads. <laughs> <laughs> Depends what you're trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> You've heard me banging on about intranasal. Okay, pneumonia, pneumonia. I won't disappoint, <laughs> intranasal. Lovely. Um, so West Waterford or West Cork? Oh, tough one. Oh, that is a hard one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, that's a hard one. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. No, you are right. West Cork. Every time I get to Bandon, my blood pressure, as does Claire's, drops. Even yes. <laughs> and I was there today. I was there today. Even though I go there to work now. Before it was always mm. just pleasure. Now I go there to work. I still. Love Love West yeah. Cork. I mean, yeah. um, but I... But Obviously, here, Waterford's home. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And if you were to vote for the president of Ireland, would you vote for 
Catherine Beresford <laughs> or Tom Duggan? <laughs> <laughs> now considering what Catherine Catherine chose we'll see now what happens <laughs> uh, yeah, I've, been, I've been in touch with Catherine about that um, <laughs> I, I, I agree with Catherine's choice I mean um, and she in fairness knew that I would agree with her choice um, I think I'm going to go with Tom Duggan actually oh. um, and Catherine doesn't know Tom okay so he, she's going to have to do He's going to have to do a time bit of homework to, to, to work that one out. Um, but um, no, they both have got definite qualities, but I'd still, I think I'd go with um, Tom Duggan. Tom. Um, He'd be quite yeah, efficient. So he would, but there's humor there as well. There um, and that's, that's important. There's, there's humor. He's, he's organized, um, but there's also that humor, um, which is... Um, He's a hard worker, but sure, Catherine's a hard worker too. I know, it's only a bit of fun. Vice President Catherine. Vice President Catherine, yes. Uh, I like your questions. Go on. Um, so that's it for you, um, Charles. You're, you're done. You're, you're good. Amy, last, but by no means least. Um, miniature schnauzer or giant schnauzer? Oh, miniature schnauzer. All the way. <laughs> We've been what researching you too. Um, um, my, my, our family schnauzer, he's a miniature schnauzer. He's, co he's called Oscar. Oh, yeah. He's, he's nearly, gorgeous. he's nearly 11 and um, stunning in every sense of the word. Yeah. <laughs> every time. I see there was a theme to your Instagram. Yeah. There was a lot of schnauzer. Um, anytime a schnauzer comes in, we don't have too many up here, but the, the girls know I just, immediately flocked to it um we had some puppies in and i was just in my elements thinking like asking like have they homes <laughs> um, you know we're on we're on the lookout for kind of a second one so um if anyone has miniature schnauzers from a reputable source please let me know yes <laughs> Oh, okay. don't do it. Space Ireland now. No. No. <laughs> even even a even a rescue it doesn't have to be a puppy even a rescue anyway yeah no just absolutely love them Okay, large animal or companion animal, now you're three months in. You have to choose, it's life or death. Be, care be careful now. <laughs> I am loving the smalls, but I feel like large hasn't come into her element just yet. So I'm tempted, for the moment I'm saying smalls, but I know I'm, I'm just getting introduced into large, but I am loving large. Very Maybe diplomatic Amy should answer. be the president of Ireland, to be honest. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that was she's very diplomatic. Okay, uh, when it comes to Christmas, are you a real or a fake tree? I'm, I'm the real tree. Real tree. No. That's her. Yeah. No, uh, only recently, uh, in the last few years, we started getting a real tree, but they're actually better for the environment, apparently, to get a real tree and it's supporting local business and all this. Okay, last one. The, if you could choose, uh, if you were voting for the president, would it be Owen Ryan or Rob Scheel? Look, it has to be Owen Ryan. Hands down. Hands down. <laughs> <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend. Yes. No more needs to be said. Everyone, no. Anyone yeah. that's met Owen, they know. He could yeah. serenade the country and he, we'd be all fine. We'd be all happy. He could, yeah. No worries. <laughs> So that's it. Well done, everyone. Thank you so much. And I hope so everyone that's listening um, enjoyed it. And happy Christmas to everyone. Thank you to our guests, Charles, Amy and Jarlath. You've been amazing. And yeah, we just hope that 
all your wishes come through for 2021 and you have an amazing Christmas. I don't know, Michelle might have something to add as well. No, thanks so much, guys, and happy Christmas. And hopefully next year will be a bit better. Um, and it will. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you for listening to the Fitspace Ireland podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And to find out more, go to fitspaceireland.ie. And don't forget to check us out on social media and tag us whilst you're listening to the podcasts. We'd love to see it.